Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries, and in this episode, In Jokes and the Christmas Monkey. Okay, so for this Monday's episode, I'm talking about gaming in jokes. And you might think, well, what has that got to do with a Christmas monkey? Well, in the UK, it's traditional to put something, normally a star or an angel figure, on the top of a Christmas tree. A few years ago, we lost our Christmas decoration for the top of the tree, and we didn't realise it until it was too late to buy a replacement for it. My wife Hannah, ever the creative one, found a small cuddly monkey decoration and just as a bit of a joke, positioned it like it was King Kong climbing up near the top of our Christmas tree. We had a few laughs about it and the year after we again put the Christmas monkey on the tree and since we have a small artificial tree, we bent the top over ever so slightly to represent the weight of the tiny monkey pulling the Christmas tree down a bit. Smash cut to the pandemic ravaged Christmas of 2020 and everything was dank and miserable AF. We were both feeling pretty down and run down by work so to try and cheer us up I decided to get the Christmas tree out and decorate it as a surprise when my wife Hannah got back from work. She got back and had obviously had a very stressful day but when I indicated the almost completely decorated tree and said Don't worry, though, I've left you the most important bit for you. And I handed her the Christmas monkey. We both had a laugh, and it made us smile. Now, this Christmas monkey has become a sort of seasonal in-joke for myself and Hannah. And that's what this episode is going to be about, gaming in-jokes. So you might say, okay then, John, what's a gaming in-joke? Well, from my point of view, normally it's an amusing anecdote, some event, something that happened in your game, that provoked an emotional reaction at the time and is referenced often in future, sometimes even outside the original game. Now, a couple of examples from my own game are in a Lamentations of the Flame Princess campaign, my friend Rob's character challenging his hireling Hamish to a pickled egg-eating competition. Also, Johannes Pavola's characters in many different games coming up against a peasant or other significantly weaker foe who, thanks to just a really lucky role on my behalf, inexplicably turns out to be a ninja. And this has happened with peasants, farmers, and all manner of normally easily sort of slaughterable NPCs. And my final example is, ages ago, my friend Matt introduced a, an NPC called Dong Tao in a Hengiokai game, and just happened to mention that he was an old man who lived on a sampan, which is a type of boat. I'm terrible with names, instantly forgot the NPC's name, and like, had forgot to write it down. So when I came to refer to this NPC again, I called him Old Man Sampan, and that stuck... And everyone in the game after that referred to him as Old Man Sampan, quite forgetting that he had an actual name, much to the slight annoyance of the GM. So, with mentioning the slight annoyance of the GM in that, what are the potential problems with gaming in jokes? Well, as a GM, if you're trying to run a tense scene or build up pace, having the players suddenly pause the action for 10 minutes of joking about an NPC or something can impact that it might slow the pace down you might start your build-up work again some gems can get frustrated about people not taking the game seriously this was certainly the case with the old man the sampan in joke that i referenced a few moments ago although to be honest i don't think me and my friend craig singing old man sampan to the tune of captain scarlet really helped but at least we waited until after the session to do that and 
could have some slack were both very young at the time also if you have players in the party who aren't in on the joke so to speak it can lead to them feeling a little excluded personally though although such things would have doubtless annoyed me when i started jamming at first and was trying to take it all super seriously as though the games we were playing were some sort of high drama where the attitudes of the players should reflect this Look, what can I say? I was very young. I was heavily into the angstier side of RPGing back then, or World of Darkness as we called it back in the 90s. I personally, though, feel that the positive side of in-jokes far outweighs the negative. So, what are the positive sides of gaming in-jokes? Well, for starters, it shows your players are having fun and that they're engaged a certain amount. After all, if they're bored and they're not paying attention, they're not going to be coming up with in-jokes related to the game. Also, gaming is a social activity. It's important, now more than ever, to be able to relax, not take things too seriously, and engage sociably with people. And a good way to do that is to have these sort of shared experiences and these in-jokes. Now, although I mentioned earlier that if someone's left out of the joke, they may feel excluded, having the people who were there or who are in on it relate the original story of the joke to the new people can be a good way of sort of bonding a newer group together and sort of bringing people into the fold so to speak it also helps cement the details of a game in people's minds now we all remember the humorous stories the odd in jokes about games long after the rest of the details have faded into memory this sort of thing helps your game live long after its time even perhaps many years after the actual game itself has wrapped up i mean let's face it there's a reason those gamers like telling old war stories and humorous encounters of our pcs long after the original game has finished i was reminded of this when i was having a zoom call with my friends rob and lily a few days ago and rob brought up a scene from an old astonishing swords and sourcemen of hyperborea game that i ran oh, years ago now where his character died and the other pcs basically said it's too cold in this frozen land to dig a grave Look, he followed a mammoth god. Let's just thumb his body into the carcass of that war mammoth we've just killed. That'll have to do. And that's been referenced a number of times by us over the years. Also, as a GM, knowing your group helps you to run a better game. Seeing what your players are laughing about and remembering from your game teaches you about your players, helps you socialise with them, and also it tells you what sort of things they're going to find entertaining and remember in the future. So, as a GM what should you do about in-jokes? Well, whilst they can occasionally be a bit disruptive at first, my advice is to lean into it. For example, we mentioned Rob and Hamish's pickled egg eating in my Lamentations of the Flame Princess campaign. At a later date in the same game, when the party rolled into a tavern after an adventure, they sent Hamish the hireling in to check it out first. And when they walked in, I described something like the following. Hamish has already sorted you a table. Sat in the centre of it is a huge glass jar full of a brown liquid and floating eggs. Hamish looks at Rob's character with a steely glare, gestures to the jar, and then slowly, with a determined look, thumbs a pickled egg into his mouth. And from that point on, the two characters challenging each other to a pickled egg eating competition was a thing in the campaign. It added a lot of humour, and it's still referenced when the game comes up in conversation now. 
Now, if you're worried about in-jokes and things like that sort of disrupting a game while it's in play, I would suggest sort of having a scheduled break halfway through your game with maybe like a couple of minutes either side just to have general chit-chat. And certainly, you know, whilst you're waiting for other people to get back, you can do that. Or you can have a scheduled period of time at the start or end of a session where people can just generally chat a bit, socialise before you get down to like the actual game. And that's the sort of time when you can direct these sort of in-jokes too. If one does happen in-game, I suggest you let it sort of roll on for a minute or two. If it starts getting beyond that and you're thinking, oh, well, we really should be getting on with the game, just sort of bring that conversation to a close when it reaches a bit of a lull and say, well, we can carry on discussing this later, but for now, what are you going to do in the dungeon? Or whatever situation your players are in. And because they know that they're going to have a chance to discuss it at the end or at the break or something like that, they'll probably be willing to wind that up quickly and you can get on with the rest of your game. So it doesn't prove disruptive, but you can still have that enjoyable sort of social moment that conversation telling those old gaming war stories laughing about them and that sort of bonding experience that sort of brings a group together so that's just a few of my thoughts on gaming in jokes for this short monday episode i'd love to hear some of your gaming in jokes or your stories there's a couple of ways you can get in touch with us and tell us what they are you can send us a voicemail message using speakpipe there'll be a link in the description down below or you can drop us an email if you want to send us a slightly longer response, you can attach a sound file like an MP3 to your email, and the address you should send it to should be rdrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Like I say, we'd love to hear some of your in jokes or some of the memorable moments and stories that have come up with in your campaign. So until we speak to you again, we hope you have a great time, whatever you're playing. Enjoy yourself, stay safe, and we'll catch you soon. Take care.